Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway, don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going, even for the drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of ball. We love it. Let's turn on the lights. I love to play. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the golf house tonight, it's Holly G., Along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. We love to play, Rich, and we teed it up big time yesterday, didn't we, my friend? That was such a cheap shot. Now, Buffa and Shot Doctor were getting uh, updates as we were playing on the go- our round of golf at uh, Errol Estates. Seriously, Holly, our really? Our big mano a womanano <laughs> match. I, off the bench, off the IR, for the first time in four months, and... Yes, Rich B. You careered it. You had a career round. Just say it. You just had a career round. That's what I saw. On the back nine. Well, the front nine was a warm-up. Back nine was the game was on. Game was on. Played and, pretty um, well. Hey, you went down. You know, and you bought dinner. I can't I can't believe that you actually were texting uh I've got the scorecard right here. And shot, doctor, as we were playing. I didn't realize that, but now I do. We were out at beautiful Errol Estate Golf and Country Club. Course was in fantastic shape. What a day to play golf, Rich B. Beautiful, not a cloud in the sky. And Quintessential today. And today is Florida well. weather. Beautiful, beautiful golf weather in central Florida. Hey, we just launched a satellite uh, today, Saturday 5. You know, we got stuff going on here in central Florida is what I'm saying to you, Ollie. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so does Errol State Golf and Country Club. We thank them for uh, letting us go out there and, and uh, whack it around yesterday afternoon. Uh, shout out to Mike out there who does a great job in the pro shop and to Patrick Doust, who is the hands-on owner at Errol Golf and Country Club, who um, bought the club about a year ago and they have just been doing uh, great stuff out there. Fairways are in great condition. Greens are in good condition. And they got a bunch of specials going on out there, Rich B. They have, uh, and this is something I thought golf courses should be doing for a while, but they are now offering child sitting service on Sundays from 12 to 6, and the service is free. So if, you know, you've got young kids and maybe you want to get out with the wife Sunday afternoon, play a little golf, how about that? Bring the kids along. They'll entertain them. I love that. Well, they've got a pool. They've got, uh, you know, they probably have a couple of uh, uh, professionally paid people to babysit. They do. And uh, Maybe we should drop you off there on (laughs) Sunday, too. Or drop your wife off if you want to play a quick nine. Errol Estates, it. it's not bad. It's right at the end of the 429 out there, uh, and uh, it's pretty easy to get to from Orlando, and it's open to the uh, general public. It is, and they have a Thursday night golf league that's uh, just started a couple of weeks ago. Tee times from 5 to 6.30. The league's open to anyone, and you don't have to be a member to participate. You can bring a friend, and this looks like a lot of fun. $20 includes golf, prize fun, glass of beer, wine or soda, and hors d'oeuvres. 
Can't beat that. So if you're interested in the Thursday Night Golf League at Errol Estate Golf and Country Club, call the Pro Shop, 407-886-3676. Would that be considered a date if you brought somebody uh, along and you uh, spent the $20 and took them out for hors d'oeuvres? Would that be dinner and a date? In in your in your wheelhouse, yes, it would. And um, I, I was a little more expensive, wasn't I? Yeah, Since you had slightly. to buy dinner. You know what? Next time, I'm taking you to IKEA for Swedish meatballs. That's all you're getting. And you know, Rich B, I also have to uh, call you out on your driving ability with the cart, hanging it up on the ninth hole. You know, Holly, that's why I was in the driver's seat because you Over sure the were path. not going to be driving that golf cart because you driving the golf cart, you know, with all the stuff you have going on. No, but what did we have to happen. do? We had to get out as you attempted uh, to, you know, get this thing off the cart path. We had to lift it up <laughs> and over the big six-inch curb. <laughs> yeah, curb. It was a, it was a priceless moment. Oh, uh, it was. It was embarrassing. And uh, yeah, okay, onward and upward. Here we go. All right, Tiger. Yeah, Big we, win. Uh, you know, uh, honestly, we uh, we're you pre- were the TPC last yeah, week. No, we pre- we were preempted last week. We weren't able to uh, get our uh, TPC uh, inter- you know uh, update on. And um, well, we 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 did spend a half hour with the shot doctor on Thursday, but uh, we do apologize to our listeners. Uh, this was out of our control due to a makeup game for UCF baseball, a contractual agreement. But uh, that's you know once in a while it happens. And uh, yes. but you were there. And it was awesome, you know. And uh, you know, it's only like two hours and twenty minutes away. And you know, the golf course on TV looks way bigger, much like the people look bigger on TV. And um, it's not that big. It's kind of gets real small and real tight. I can imagine, you know, after playing, uh, you know, three rounds of golf, and then you're coming down the last few holes in the tournament on the last day, that golf course gets a little tight. Obviously, Tiger Woods just pull hooked one right out of uh, the uh, playing field. On fourteen. <laughs> Not and, uh, that's still typical a big for Tiger, but uh, I can see where the golf course gets a little tight there towards the end, and uh, you know, and to sit, Sergio to going, sit at uh, 17, chunk, yeah, which I've done many times. It it just you know it never disappoints, and to watch what happened to Sergio on Sunday is I love I, it. I was saying on Shots show uh, an hour ago, I don't know. You play a lot of competitive golf still, Rich B. Why he teed it up a second time after seeing that shot go in the water. Visualization. Come on. Put it that, anywhere else but was, in the he, same spot. My, my heart was a flutter, Holly, when uh, he pulled that second ball out and re-teed it. It just gave me a tin cup moment. You know, I he, had a southwest <laughs> moment. Got to get away? No, Sergio, don't do it. Oh. He uh, he went and uh, put that second ball down and hit the face of the bunker, and it spun back into the water. And you could just see his, uh, you know, he, he just had that wry the smile. Air went and, out of his yeah, balloon. Yeah, and he knew he just made a bad, bad decision. So uh, Sergio had made a couple of bad decisions over the weekend, let's say. But, um, you know, he's still a great player and a competitor. And, uh, you know, to bump heads with Tiger on a week-in and week-out basis, you know, that's got to get old. I feel bad for him. And who would have thought we had been talking about Jeff Maggart or yeah. a guy named David Lindmurth. Lindmurth. Yeah, that uh, that was a pretty strong uh, final round put on by him. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, when you can save par is a is a strong round. I, I you know that's right about what he shot. Well, right? guy's a rookie playing yeah. <laughs> playing up against Tiger Woods, and it's the TPC. Yeah. And let's, I mean, and and hung in there right to the final putt. 
You know, and uh, we did get to see uh, the the guy that played with Tiger uh, ended up like um, he shot Wittenberg. Like, yeah, shot like four over. You know, this could be the Tiger gallery effect for this guy as well. You know, because playing in a group with Tiger obviously is not, you know, not an easy thing to do. You Which know, even for someone as experienced as Sergio Garcia yeah. was not easy, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes because we've got Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel who uh, just was all over the coverage and uh, all over covering this little saga between Tiger and Sergio over the weekend, which, uh, you know, adds to the adds to the fan interest, adds, of course, to all the media analyzing it. And I think, hey, you know, sports uh, wants rivalries, and we've been wanting this one between Sergio and Tiger. It's been, you know, kind of cooking for a while, and I think it would have been really interesting to see them play Sunday together. Oh, I'm thinking uh, Sergio was pretty happy that he didn't have to do that. But uh, he was his own worst enemy there on 17. Pretty tough shot, uh, you know, to watch him do that. It was, uh, it was, it was hard to watch. Well, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. The wrap up of the Players Championship. We've got Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel coming up next. Stay with us, the Golf Insider 740, the game. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B, who was up at the Players' Championship last week. And you saw our favorite golf insider working his tail off looking dressed oh, to the nines guy, i don't know who's providing as him always with his wardrobe but this guy's always dressed to the nines and nobody looking any better no todd lewis on that uh, golf channel that's for sure todd lewis on the golf channel <laughs> good to have you on the line my friend Hey, good to be here. Rich, are you insinuating that I can't I can't shop for these and pick these out myself? No, 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 no. Somebody's dressing you, Todd. You are not. You're not going there. <laughs> well, you know, I I have I, I I you may be shocked, but those are all Todd Lewis pickouts. Really, Todd? Yeah. I saw that pinstripe blue suit. You look dynamite, dude. You're really uh, you know bringing it bringing it strong. I'm a metrosexual redneck. Whoa, Nelly. Oh, there he we went go. there. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'll be on the cover. Is, is, is that our lead into a conversation about the fact that we weren't talking about David Lingmurth last week, Todd? Uh, sure, we can go there. <laughs> well, he's kind of he's the kind of he's kind of the next Carl Peterson who we, who has been called the Swedish redneck, and that. David went. He's from Sweden and with the University of Arkansas. So, and know. and has now settled in uh, Jacksonville, Ponte Vedra. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that the people in Jacksonville are redneck. I'm not saying that at all. Let's move on because I'm getting myself in trouble. I I think that's I think that's true. Well, uh, the Players' Championship. Uh, wow, what what a amazing storyline in so many directions. You had you know Ryan Palmer with the tragedy going on with his best friend being killed in a car accident. Earlier in the week, Jeff Maggart, one for the ages, as Jim Nance would say, almost of, you know, being the oldest guy to win the TPC. And of course, the uh, saga going on between Sergio and Tiger, which you were, uh, had some great coverage and great interviews. Just give us uh, your, your wrap up, if you can, on how it all went down. And let's not forget, BJ Singh is doing the PGA Tour on the eve of the PGA Tour's premier event. 
so yes, yeah, we it, digress just a, just for a minute. Yeah. So it's uh, I mean I I mean obviously the the story to me that people are going to remember uh, are the little tip for tat is the little tip for tat that Tiger and Sergio had. Um, which I think is great for golf. I mean, I do. I think... Um, I agree. Rivalries. I it, we like rivalries yeah. in sport. Well, I mean, that's, that's been the NASCAR mantra for a couple years now. It's like, have at it, boys, I think is what NASCAR says to the drivers. And the drivers go out and you get, I mean, you get confrontations on the track, you get confrontations in pit, in, on pit road, and, um, you know, teams get <laughs> go at it with each other. I, I'm not saying that there should be a free for all. You know, guys start you know turn into a WWE event, but I mean it's good. I mean because there, friction adds to the drama, and and, and that's what ha- that is what happening what is happening on the golf course as well. Um, but you know, you, you t- I think what happened between Tiger and Sergio motivated Tiger Woods, um, and until Sergio. Stop blaming everybody else for his problems. It it definitely deflated Sergio. So I figured after that little dust up on Saturday that Sergio would actually falter, and uh, it, it, indeed he did. Although I was impressed with the way he hung in there and battled back until he got to 17. He he certainly did. Uh, let's talk about 17. Um, you know, hit that shot, went dead at the pin, I guess. Um, leaked it a little to the right, and boom, in the water, and then. You know, re-tease it and hits the exact same shot. And I'm thinking, Sergio, get the gun, Sergio. But, you know, how do you think he's going to recover from this? He seemed to, he seemed to handle it really well. What were your impressions after the round? Well, I've been impressed. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I love Sergio's honesty. Uh, I, I mean, as a journalist and, and as a golf fan, you should love it as well. He doesn't speak in cliches. He, he tells you how he feels. Or prepared. Uh, Phrases and yeah, statements. Exactly. He's. I mean, I've had good and bad Sergio uh, on the other end of a microphone. With me. Um, I. You know. I don't know. I think. I mean. I don't think. I don't. I mean. Sergio doesn't seem to me be has a lot. Uh, he doesn't have the ability to gather a lot of scar tissue. I don't think. I, I think he's got a short memory. I think you know he'll move past this. Um, but I just you know it's just interesting how this relationship dissolved between Tiger and Sergio. Because I, 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 I'm going on memory here, but if I remember in 99 when Sergio at Medina was 19 in the PGA Championship and the scissors kick and all that, I remember correctly, I, I think Sergio w- opened his arms and hugged Tiger Woods after that round. And since then, I mean, they can't, they can't stand each other. And so I was like, wow, you know, what happened there? And so, I don't know, it's... Like I said, I think it's great for golf. Uh, I, Sergio, you know, he had so much potential. Uh, he still does. I mean, he's a great golfer. I'm not saying he's, he's washed up at all. He's only 33, for goodness sake. Exactly. Yeah, I, just feel, yeah, I just feel like he was hyped up to be the next Tiger, and he hasn't lived up to that potential. And unfortunately, there's some kind of mechanism in him that sometimes forces him to point the finger out instead of pointing the finger in. Um, not all the time. I'm not saying you know, it doesn't do it all the time, but there are occasions. Remember when he blamed the golf gods uh, at the Open Championship, you know, and and now you know, saying what he did about Tiger, um, it's just it's just strange. So 
No, no, we'll see. We'll see how he'll handle it. I don't know really. I'm not sure how he's going to handle it, but I don't think it'll be a tremendous negative. Well, and I think we, you know, we, as you say, we, we, we love him for his honesty. And, and then there are those moments when, uh, you know, particularly, uh, again, I mean, I think some of the comments he, he made were, you know, as you said, just brutally honest. Um, and he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Uh, especially I think when he called out, you know, saying, hey, I don't, you know, I don't really particularly like the guy. I mean, he was, you know, he was honest. There are probably a lot of other guys on tour that feel the same way. Uh, you know, but then after the round, someone, I think, asked him the question of, you know, did, did he feel like he needed to say something to Tiger? And he said, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm the victim here. And you just kind of go, Sergio, really? You're the victim? Come on, dude. Yeah, I, I, that's, I mean, victim is probably not the best term he should have used <laughs> um but you know it's i don't know i i i sergio has tremendous talent tremendous um tremendous upside but you know like i said he's 33 he's still maturing i think um but he's got to shake this he's got to shake this every you know the reasons why i'm not successful is every you know it's other people's fault as well I'm not saying he blames everybody for his failures. I mean, I do think he internalized some of it, but he's got to, he's got to own 100% of his, you know, not reaching the entire potential that, that everybody has hyped him up to reach. Do you think he lost a big opportunity here against Tiger? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think he, he wasn't trying to beat Tiger. He was trying to win the golf tournament. And in the, the 17th hole, I mean, he said after his round on Sunday that, that 17th hole has been very good to me, and of course it has. That's where he he won the players five years ago in a playoff over Paul Goyos. Um So you know he you know he went for broke, um, and unfortunately it didn't pay off. And you know Tiger he took the conservative approach at the middle of the green to putt and move forward. Sergio decided you know I'm going to attack that back right pin, and unfortunately you know he paid the price. So that, could have he thrown it in the middle of the green and. You know, we well, oh man. Let me tell you about you talking about drama. If he was thrown in the middle of the green part eighteen, man, we'd had we'd had a playoff between Tiger and Sergio. Absolutely, fantastic. Um, but it sounds, you know, it sounds like he wanted to win that tournament on seventeenth for you know for whatever reason. Let's turn to the shot that Tiger hit on fourteen. Um, you know, something you rarely see out of Tiger, sort of a pop fly left into the into the water. Um, a lot of stuff kicking around still about where he dropped it, um, you know, the last couple of days, it's a conversation about that. Um, seems like, you know, Tiger is so under the microscope now, it's kind of moved from, you know, dissecting his golf swing to all this other stuff that's going on. Well, as for the shot, I mean, it, it was surprising. It was a solar flare out there that, that we weren't expecting, considering how well he was playing. He seemed like in total control until he got to 14. Um, I as far as the the drop, whether it was proper or improper, Casey Wittenberg said uh, on Golf Channel and Golf Central yesterday that he totally watched the flight of the ball and he know he he knew exactly where the ball crossed the line into the hazard, and Tiger communicated and conferred with him on where the drop should be, and there you go. That I mean, if you brought a tour official out, you know they wouldn't know um, it, because they weren't there. It's up to the other playing partner. And Casey Wittenberg was totally, and he says, he said, I, I am always going to try to protect the field. Um, so um, I have no issue whatsoever with what 
uh, where Tiger dropped the ball on 14 because of what Casey Wittenberg said. He said, this is where he dropped it, our cross route, this is where he should dropped it, uh, should have dropped it, rather, and he did so. So it's, it's a dead issue to me, and the people who are complaining about that, in my opinion, are Tiger haters. So they should just let that go. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, and we're talking to Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Rich B.? Yeah, you know, when you're playing golf, you know, the number one thing is, you know, you do have to actually pay attention to where the ball is going, your fellow competitors. You know, this is the first thing you learn uh, as a caddy. You know, you actually have to go out there and find the balls. What Todd just said is Casey Wittenberg watched the flight of the ball. He, you know, considered that this ball crossed over this margin, and, you know, you get to drop here. This is, you know, thank goodness he was watching. Todd? That's the way it goes, yeah. and you have to uh, you have to watch where the ball goes as a, your fellow competitor. Yeah, I mean, he, he he has a responsibility to the rest of the field, Casey Wittenberg does, to watch his competitor. It's not only his own personal gains, uh, but it's that and protecting everybody in the locker room that's competing as well. So no one has an advantage. Not, like I said, it's a, it's a dead issue. If Casey Wittenberg is totally fine with it, and Tiger did, I mean, there's video of him talking to Casey, where should he drop, did he cross here, where do you think? So there was communication between the two. Um, it was handled well by these two competitors and people, like I said, who, who have an issue with this just, just want to pile on. So, and I don't, I don't think they know what they're talking about. Todd, I just want to get your thoughts. Um, you know, the, the, the Aaron shot that Tiger hit on 14, it, it did suddenly bring a whole lot of players back into, uh, you know, in, into into the play, uh, you know, it seems even with Tiger's wins, they, they haven't just been on cruise control. And, you know, this was another example of that, something that sort of happens in the last, you know, few holes where he still had, you know, he had to beat out Maggart. He had to beat out this young kid, David Lingmurth. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't a runaway. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be. I mean, <laughs> winning on the PGA Tour is hard. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really hard. I mean, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't own the Masters. Um, you know, he, he hasn't won every start this year. It's like, it's, it, it, I just think that the, due to the fact that this, I mean, the game is so global right now and so deep. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just so, I mean, you, you have no idea who's going to win. I mean, you really don't. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's unbelievable how, 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 I mean, the fourth alternate at the Wells Fargo Championship goes on to win that event, <laughs> you know, and so you get stuff like that. I, it, it's just, you know, it, it, I, I don't know if how, I guess we are still thinking that Tiger Woods is the perfect golfer, but he's not. I mean, no, I mean, if, that's why you play the game is is because you're going to battle adversity and and every sport is like that. So is how does how does that person bounce back from adversity? And that's what the champion is made from. I mean, Tiger hit that shot on 14, but the way he played 15 with a par, which is a tough hole, came back and, and birdied 16, which he knew he had to do. Part 17, part 18. Well, that's the sign of a champion. When you have a mistake, make a mistake, and then bounce back, regather yourself. And do what you need to do to get into the house to at least think you're going to be in a playoff. And ultimately, he ended up winning. The other guys couldn't do that. So, you know, it's a tough golf course too. I mean, it was, you know, they, it, nobody's going to win that golf tournament at 25 under. So, no, I, no doubt about it. And here's something else: most of the other guys can't do. Todd, he's won what four out of seven starts. Right. So, 
you know, someone asked me in another radio interview uh, somewhere else in the country, is, is this the same Tiger as 2001? Well, I don't think he's the same. He doesn't have the same ability. Um, but it's not far off from that ability he had in 2000, 2001. But I do think that he is more experienced and he is much smarter, which makes him as good, in my opinion, as he was in 2000, 2001. And players, when they see him on the top of the leaderboard, they, they are not thinking he's going to back up. They're going to have to get him. Now, he gave them an opportunity on 14 Sunday, but they couldn't take advantage, and Tiger was able to pull away again. Absolutely. Well, as always, Todd, great coverage. What's coming up on the Golf Channel uh, this weekend with the uh, Byron? Well, we got the Byron Nelson Championship, 2.30 on Thursday. We've got a pretty good event on the European Tour. It's the Volvo World Match Play. We've got the BMW Charity Pro-Am on the Web.com Tour. Uh, LPGA Tour, the Mobile Bay LPGA Classic. So every major tour uh, globally on our air this week. Hats off to the Golf Channel. Great coverage. TV ratings were at an all-time record. And we are so lucky to have Todd Lewis with us on the Golf Insiders. Thanks, Todd, so much. Thank you. You're listening to 740 The Game. Much more TPC coverage coming up next. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. If we could just make We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. A couple of announcements, Rich. Um, Orlando. Scheduling, scheduling issues? Uh, Orlando lost a, a great man in the golf community this week, Mr. Steve Phillips of Phillips Golf Management and owner of Mayfair Country Club. Um, with 37 years of expertise in the golfing industry, Steve had gathered an exceptional team of golf industry professionals uh, that worked with PGM, his golf management company, and all of the uh, courses that they had acquired. And he purchased uh, Mayfair in 2007 and did a tremendous amount of, of work to that country club. And uh, our thoughts and prayers are out to, to Steve's family um, and his son, who uh, will probably continue to operate the golf course. And it's one of the great tracks in, in Florida, over in Sanford, Florida. So, um uh, rest in peace, Steve Phillips, great guy. And this Saturday, Rich B., May 18th, this Saturday, Medicus Golf, known for its many training, terrific training aids, is offering a free instructional clinic. The goal is to introduce golfers to a program that teaches how to hit every shot pure and with a predictable ball flight. Sort of like me yesterday, Rich B., wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's pretty uh, challenging right there. That's a big challenge to hit every shot pure. To help you achieve this enjoyment factor, Medicus Golf invites all golfers to attend Pure Strike, the five simple keys to great golf, on Saturday, this Saturday, at 9 a.m. at Reunion Resort in Orlando. Medicus believes this is an excellent opportunity for you so that you can understand more about your personal swing. So that sounds like a pretty interesting thing, the Pure Strike Clinic by Medicus Golf at Reunion Golf Resort, 9 a.m. Come on out. This is free. Hey, not a bad take. I mean, if you have an opportunity to get some uh, professional help and uh, check out some decent uh, equipment 
Hey, go for it. I'd say uh, check it out at Reunion. All right. We're going to check it out by bringing in uh, one of our main golf insiders who uh, was working his tail off amongst many of our friends in the media last week at the Players' Championship. Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Well, so much was going on last week. I, I don't think you got much sleep between um, VJ suing the PGA Tour to start off the week uh, on the eve of the Players' Championship to, of course, the continuing uh, saga between Sergio and Tiger. Give us your uh, recap of the week, if you can, in a couple of minutes. It never ends, does it? I mean, it's just... Uh... It's just amazing, frankly, what what all transpired, and uh, we're starting to get um, like all the rest of the sports. Yeah, you know, it's a shame, really. I mean, the bottom line is it was a heck of a golf tournament, a lot of drama, um, and um, you know, Tiger gets his fourth win of the year, uh, and yet, um, to me, a lot of it's been overshadowed by you know, frankly, a bunch of nonsense. Um, you know, uh, you know what what. Uh, what transpired on Saturday on the second hole uh, should have never escalated to what it has escalated to. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about the act of pulling a club out of your golf bag. That simple. And it's erupted into, you know, people's integrity and lying and did they lie and all this stuff. I mean, it's just silly. You know, I mean... Uh, you know, and golfers I, 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 getting I, I, that reputation for getting their tidy whities all in a bunch. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I probably in the aftermath, Tiger could have handled it better. He could have looked like the good guy if he would have just said, Saturday, "My bad, hey, look, sorry." I, I, or I didn't even know I did anything. I'm sorry. You know, I was just pulling the club. I didn't see him. I couldn't see. You know, I, I don't really think, to be honest with you, he did anything wrong. You know, he's over there 50 yards away. There's tons of people, marshals, trying to clear a path, uh, you know, trying to decide should he go under these trees, does he have a shot. And he's not thinking that pulling a club out of the bag is going to make a difference. You know, uh, but let you me know? Uh, say something about that, Bob. You know, he, he understands that every move that he makes on the golf course is going to be followed by uh, you're the man or, uh, you know, get in the hole. You know, and he, you know, he was respectful enough to wait for Sergio to hit, but somebody told him he had already hit. He goes over, pulls the club out, and people start to, you know, uh, clap for pulling a club. But, you know what? You know, I have to go here, Bob. I'm going to say it. His fans aren't the brightest bunch. You know, they, you know, they constantly are, uh, you know, uh, screaming something. It's just annoying, really. This is what you deal with when you play with Tiger. There's no doubt. And Tiger did pull the club before Sergio hit. I mean, regardless of the semantics, you know, he did pull the club. It's unfortunate that that pulling of the club led to cheering, you know. Um, the bottom line, though, is Sergio was not in his backswing when he did this. He didn't mean to interrupt him. Um, you know, could, could the caddies, could the players have communicated so that they knew exactly, sure. You know, this was not an egregious um, error. This was not a, you know, trying to pull gamesmanship. Um, and yet, that's what Sergio basically charged him with, and Tiger got mad. You know, I mean, they've had this history before, 
And so it, it, it annoyed them. I mean, after that whole deal with the rain and, or the, uh, uh, you know, they have to come out and deal with us asking him about this, he's probably like, you know, what next? And then, of course, it just kept going. Uh, and then, of course, now we're also dealing with this drop on, on Sunday. I mean, drop just, gate uh, number two. Yep. It just never ends, you know, it just never, ever ends. What's, so. what's your take on that, Bob? Just, you know, how we've gone from, do you think it's from what's happened, um, you know, in Tiger's recent history that now, you know, he has become such a polarizing figure that we're, you know, just scrutinizing everything way beyond, you know, his golf swing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, some of it he's brought on himself. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of haters out there who are going to question everything. And, uh, this is a lot of fodder for them. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and let's be honest, it, this hasn't gone great for Sergio either. He's had plenty of people knocking him for making a big deal out of this. Uh, you know, these are sorts of things that, you know, you, um, uh, you know, that sort of point to his fragility, frankly. You know, I mean, he, he, he lets that bother him. You mean to tell me that there's not issues in the round of golf where things happen and you, you know, you let that bother you to the point that you're going to bring it up uh, on a national TV interview and that you're going to, uh, you know, call out uh, a guy for something that's pretty borderline, you know. And then, of course, the rules thing on Sunday, um, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I think you can make an argument that he took a bad drop. It does, the evidence does not look good. But anybody who knows the rules of golf understands that in those situations you have to defer to who you're playing with. And the guy, Casey Wittenberg, was adamant that where he dropped was the right place to drop. In fact, he told him where to drop because Tiger didn't know. He couldn't. He didn't see the ball because he turned away. But everybody wants to make it out into like you know he got gained some advantage. I mean. Come on, let's be honest. It, 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 there's a hard hole from where he had to take that drop from, uh, and you, you will never know if it would have mattered if he would have dropped farther back. You know, you could make the argument that he knocks the next one into the fairway and holds it. You know, you just you just don't know. I mean, the bottom line though is that he didn't break any rules. He followed the rules as they are laid out as term, in terms of lateral drops. You know. Um, Anybody who's watched a golf tournament knows that the the, the art or lack thereof of a drop on a water, lateral water hazard, there's a lot of liberties taken with that. There's a lot of rounds played where nobody's out there, and the guy asks his playing partner, you think it's right here, and the guy's not paying attention, he doesn't care, yeah, yeah, that's fine, drop it there. You know, I mean, how often does this happen in golf? You know, but we're going to scrutinize this guy to death, and does anybody really think he would purposely try to, you know, try to get away with something? I mean, he knows the whole world's watching him. And and of anyone, not Tiger. And you know, let's face it, the the shot he hit was Herculean, and very few guys on the tour could hit the shot he hit on the second shot. I'm sorry, on the on the. Uh, I said I said the, I, his, I missed... the shot he hit after he dropped was Herculean. I mean, very few guys could hit the shot that he shot that he hit. So. You know, I mean, that's right, just Tiger. Exactly. He he was he he gave himself a lie on a side hill that that um, uh, that the ball was above his feet. That ball could have gone anywhere. You know, he could have gotten himself in worse trouble. I mean, you could make the argument that maybe he's better better off 
playing from farther back. If you would have had a flat lie off the tee, he obviously wasn't going to be able to get it to the green. But I'm guessing that, let's say he played that shot and the hole from there played 400 yards instead of the 255 that he had left. Okay, well, he's going to probably hit a five wood, maybe, which he's basically carrying, uh, you know, let's say he hits a three wood even. He's basically carrying that almost 300 yards. Well, that's what makes Tiger Tiger, and at the end of the day, he's the one that uh, was raising the trophy when it was all said and done. Right, Bob? That's right. Absolutely. All right. Bob Herrick, check him out online, ESPN.com. He's got some great stories from this past week. Thanks, Bob. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. We'll be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so mean. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And Rich B, you know, we're getting into closing in on the second major, the U.S. Open and the Heathrow Open. 740 The Game presents the Heathrow Open Monday, June 17th at beautiful Heathrow Country Club. That will be the Monday after the U.S. Open. This is your chance to play this beautiful private club for only 55 bucks. Includes golf. Cart, range balls, continental breakfast, lunch, couple of cold beers, goodie bag, post tourney awards ceremony. Sign up today by calling the clubhouse at 407 842 1452. Fun. Two person scramble. We're going to be there, Rich B. Awesome. And, and, uh, and as you know, bring my A-game. game, yeah, my okay. A game yesterday, going to give a shout out to one of uh, our Great sponsors, Active Life Chiropractic, Dr. Alejandro and Bethany Aponte. I know they're listening. They've both gotten me back into great shape after being on the IR list. You know, And we're going to be talking to them next week about uh, how they did it. Ali, what are they going to do about your... Your ego. I mean, is there anything we can do about the size of it? Can we, you know, do it? Look at Rich B. You tried to stony me on the 18th yesterday, talking a little bit about, you know, as I'm hitting my chip shot, don't hit it on the hosel, trying to get that shank back in my head. Thanks for nothing, dude. And I spanked it right onto the green. You were ride, ride white, white ride, whatever you did oh, when you wow. tried to hit that, scaled it over the green. So... I am just lapping in luxury over here. You know, my big that's, victory. That's uh, Errol Estates. You know, anybody that's been over there knows it's uphill, uh, and it's a tough shot coming up the hill. And, you know, Holly uh, and did it's, a very and, good job. Hey, let's face it. That golf course is one of the best around. It's got all kinds of, you know, hills and just, you know, great, great vistas. Uh, they're running a tremendous deal right now. Uh, you can get a golf membership at this fantastic golf course for as little as $250 a month. And that price includes trail and cart fees. So check it out, Errol Golf and Country Club. Oh, you can play. Club. How's that? That's yeah. pretty sporty. Absolutely. So we've only got a few minutes left as we're wrapping up here. We want to bring our good friend Jeff Shane Turn from PGATour.com in Turn so that page. we can talk a few minutes about the tournament coming up this week, the Byron Nelson. Hey, Jeff. 
one minute there, I was starting to figure, okay, which one of you is Sergio and which one of you is Ivan? Uh, you know what? You're dead on there, uh, exactly. And that's how the whole day went. I have to drive her around like Miss Daisy in the golf cart. Thank you, Jeff. You know what? And props to you, Jeff, because I'm a little thumbs down on the Sentinel right now because I opened up the sports page today and they had the world golf rankings. Not an article. Nothing was written about the uh, Byron Nelson golf tournament coming up tomorrow. Nothing. Where is the Sentinel's head? Why don't they keep, you know, why don't they have somebody writing there, Jeff? What's going on? I'm sorry. My rant. <laughs> we miss, well, we miss you, know, Jeff Shane, in the Sentinel. <laughs> well, in, in, you know, I, I, I can't answer any of those questions because I'm not in on any of those conversations. <laughs> that's not the best I can give you there. Well, that's all right, because now you're writing for PGATour.com. And um, we just let's look at the Byron Nelson coming up as they head to Texas, head back to Texas. And, uh, of course, a, another great tournament with lots of history. And who uh, who do you see this week as uh, the person we should be watching? Well, the two names that jump out at me are, uh, number one, Jason Day who has played that tournament three times and has yet to finish out of the top ten. He, uh, he, he won its TPC four season in 2010, was fifth the year after that, was ninth last year. So anybody with that good a track record on, on that course is definitely worth a look at. And the other player that uh, really intrigues me this week is Mark Leishman. After his fourth-place finish at, uh, at the Masters, I think there was a fair wondering, you know, what can he do to follow that up? And, well, he followed it up pretty good. He was ninth at Hilton Head and then eighth last week at the Players. So three consecutive top top tens for, for Mark Leachman. So those are the two guys that jump out at. Uh, a pretty decent field. They've got uh, Kuchers in the field and um, Charles Schwartzel, uh, Keegan Bradley, and of course, a uh, hot new player, Jordan Spieth. Whether or not um, you know he'll rise to the occasion, he's in his uh, home turf here in the Lone Star State. What do you think? Well, uh, certainly a good group of guys. Kind of an odd situation here. You, we talk about uh, Kucher and Bradley and and Listeisen. You can throw Charles Schwartzel in there as well. Those are guys that were really hot to start the season off. Had a lot of top tens early in the season but have since cooled off kind of since the Florida swing and are kind of looking to get back on the upswing again. Spieth is, is interesting because that's where he made the cut and finished either inside the top ten or just outside the top ten as a 16-year-old. This is really kind of the closest thing he has to a home game. Well, and he's had three top tens and uh, another top 25 among six cuts made this season. So perhaps uh... – you know, maybe he'll be uh, a, another uh, one of our, our great stories. And Ryan Palmer, after, you know, just the, the tragic uh, situation that happened with losing his best friend this week, you know, I mean, how he just continued to play so great at the TPC was was remarkable. Uh, he's in the field as well. We've just got about a minute left. Yeah, and, and definitely uh, all credit to, to Ryan Palmer for, for the way that he played. DA points. Uh, is also in this field, a uh, local guy uh, who started off slow, but uh, in the last uh, two months has a win at Houston and a runner-up in New Orleans. Uh, Robert uh, Garrigus, another guy who uh, seems to be waking up. 
Um, who's your pick, Jeff, before we uh, head out of here? Well, my, my pick are the two two guys that I, I kind of led off with, Mark Leishman and, and Jason Day. It's hard to go against Jason Day when you got that kind of track record, and this has really been a nice bounce-back year for him. All right. Jeff Shane, check him out, PGATour.com. We appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, Jeff, as always. And thanks to our other golf insiders tonight, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel and Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. And Rich, our man behind the glass, as always, making us sound so good. This is the Golf Insiders. We love our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in. We will be back next week, we promise.